This is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Hello, hello. Great to have you with us here on this, um, for at least some of us, snowy Monday afternoon. Good to have you with us and uh, hope to hear from you, whatever is on your mind. We can even see a little bit more snow over the next couple of days. We didn't get the 10 inches that were um, almost promised to us over the weekend, which is probably a good thing. But uh, once again, uh, 360-676-5464 is our phone number here at KGMI Connect. So we do want to hear from you. That's what the show is all about, is your thoughts and ideas and all that. And we start for fri- uh, we start on Monday, rather, with uh, something we can't be totally sure of and something we can be absolutely positive of. Uh, can't really be sure of where the coronavirus or the uh, that causes COVID, where it originated. Was it the wet market? Was it the Wuhan lab? We've got now the Department of Energy saying, yeah, likely the Wuhan lab. We had other government agencies earlier saying, no, it probably came from, uh, from nature and that uh, the wet market. So we cannot really be sure because neither of them were absolutely positive in their own conclusions on that. What we can be sure of on this Monday afternoon is that Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert, is indeed a racist. So we have that in our pocket. But we want to see what's on your mind here on KGMI Connects. And uh, let's get going with Majid. Hi, Majid. Oh, hi, Joe. How are you doing today? Doing well, doing well. What's on your mind on this Monday? The same thing that you were talking about, about the coronavirus, okay. where it came from. Uh-huh. Wasn't it Donald Trump who said that two years ago, and everybody called him racist? I he don't... said it came from the lab, and it was China that, you know, made a mistake. You know, for some reason, it came from their lab, and everybody called him racist. Race had, had nothing to do with it, seems like. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't. I, I guess I. That maybe that happened. There was so there were calls of racism involved there, but uh, I know the the whole issue of China virus that uh, that <laughs> rankled many um, on the, the how it was how that term was used uh, in in that sense that um, in a placing blame sort of uh, sense on where the. Who's to blame for the uh, the global pandemic? But um, so, I don't know. In other that, words, Donald Trump was right. Well, you know, and, I could say, you know, I mean, you could you could make any numbers of predictions now because I think you know back then when Donald Trump was was talking about that, there wasn't any conclusive evidence at all. There hadn't been study. Now we're three three years away from the the beginning of the pandemic, and mm-hmm. and after a long period of of study and examination now we've got uh, and once again this is not a definitive statement any more than the others but um it is what it is uh, they had us they had us all take the vaccine i i should have never got the vaccine you know why i had not? i i well i had problems before uh covid-19 i had post traumatic disorder and arthritis and a whole bunch of other problems Right now, I have more problems since I got the vaccine in 2021. And, or, and 2022, I got the 
uh, what was that? The booster, mm-hmm. and I was sick for one week. Hmm. I was in bed. I, I felt like I was dying, and I have more. I develop more problems now. I cannot mm-hmm. sleep at nighttime. I have fatigue. I have a whole bunch of other problems. My blood pressure is up to the roof. And because I listened to my idiot doctor, he told me to go ahead and take the vaccine. I shouldn't have never got it. Are you still seeing the idiot doctor? or? Well, I, I'm looking for another one okay. because I, you can't just change, you know, so fast. I'm, I'm, you know, talking to my psychiatrist and they're saying that, you know, take your time before you look for another doctor. Okay. And... Uh, what happened was ever since I got the vaccine, I got more sick. Okay. And, yeah, I'm in my 60s, and I don't have any strength. I don't have any energy. I, you know, I take my medication regularly, as he says. I should. and But I still have high blood pressure. I have pain in my back. Sometimes I can't even get out of the bed. That's how awful it is. Well, that, and yeah, this happened right after the vaccine. Okay. Well, have you talked never to like that. have you talked to your doctor about these issues and Yes. Yes, I did. You know, he says everybody took it and you should take it too just to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. It seems like he didn't protect me, it got me worse. Okay. Well, and it's I'm getting sorry to worse and worse. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I'm yeah, I'm just you know, praying to get better, but you know, mm-hmm. I don't know how well, that's going to help, but we'll see. But I'm looking for another doctor anyway. Okay. And uh, we'll see what happens. I'll let you know. Okay. Yeah. And good luck to you, Majid. Okay. All right. Thanks yes, for your call. Thank you. All right. Hope yes. you do feel Have a better. Good day. Okay. You too. Let's go to Doug in Bellingham. Hi, Doug. Hey, Joe. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Good. Good. Um, a, a quick aside. This wasn't when I originally called for it, but. Um, a good cry helps lower blood pressure. Uh, blood pressure is a is a stress thing, and uh, when somebody cries, when somebody releases emotional tears, it reduces the blood pressure. It's a hmm. it's a easy non prescription way to uh, reduce blood pressure is to let the tears out. Huh. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a crier. I I guess, I, and I'm not saying that it's bad to cry. I just don't. I don't remember the last time I was in. That I felt the urge to cry, I guess. Um, hmm. But well, it, in many respects, we're taught not to cry. We're taught that crying is a bad thing. Yeah, especially that, men. We're, I guess, especially men. Yeah, and it's still being taught to women too. Um, that uh, we're there's kind of this idea that we're supposed to be happy all the time, and it's literally impossible. It's literally impossible for a human being to be happy all the time. Oh yeah. But we think happy, happy is good. And crying is bad, but crying is a part of being human. And and I have found that um, a number of my health problems, uh, including high blood pressure and um, uh, tightness in my joints, uh, was caused by uh, deeply buried emotional pain. And once I started crying, uh, my blood pressure started going down. I started sleeping better, and I, I didn't have as many pa- uh, pains in my joints because my mm. joints weren't grinding on each other. Okay. Well, I don't know. I I don't know if I can make myself cry, but um, I don't know. I 
I, you know, but whatever works for you, I guess. And it kind of goes along with our first caller, Majid, who had a bad experience. He thinks with the 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 COVID vaccine, and if it, I, you know, I feel bad if it if it's had this effect on him. Um, but uh, I guess you know we make our make our own decisions and live with those, and and whatever works for us. Um, yeah, and I don't. It, I can't make myself cry either. It's more along the lines of I allow myself to cry when, okay. when my tears come up. Uh-huh. Like if I'm watching a movie that's a sad movie, I allow myself to cry instead of blocking my tears. Or if I'm listening to music and the music touch my, touches my heart, I allow myself to cry instead of blocking it. I can't really force myself to cry. That doesn't work. Mm. But I can, when my tears come up, I allow myself to cry. I guess you know maybe there there might be you know real sad movies, and yeah, something. You know, there might there might be times when I maybe feel that urge a little bit. But uh, okay, well maybe less, next time I'll let the I'll let the floodgates open, let it go. There you go. All right, Doug. Take care, Joe. You too. Thanks for your call. Let's go to our friend John in Ferndale. Hi, John. Hey, Joe. Uh, Majit, I feel so uh, so bad for you. Because um, he was mentioning last week that his doctor just didn't even renew his uh, prescription for like some sort of mode stabilizing. He didn't go into detail. It's none of my business. But yeah, you can't be off your you know medication that you know mm-hmm. that is like stabilizing your mood and. Um, you know, I'm 60 as well, and yeah, my back hurts all the time, and you know, uh, but that was before. I've also got like uh, sciatica, but Majid, my friend, my friend, don't you know? I, I don't know if you were watching Donald Trump's speeches, but I was, especially during the pandemic, because I was horrified at first. He was like, "Do nothing, wait for it to just wash over." But it, the reason people call it racist is because it wasn't just the China virus, Joe. It was Kung flu, <laughs> laughing. Uh, some some call it the Wu flu, and you know these the the anti Asian uh, hate crimes just spiked because you know people that are listening on that like dog whistle wavelength they heard what he was saying, and it was open season on racism, calling it the Kung flu. Why to make fun of China? And, you know, like, at, at, at one point, like, I, I remember because I'm old enough, I remember the Hong Kong flu and people like, oh, well, it didn't, like, like, even the Spanish flu didn't originate in Spain. So there was a thing like, well, let's just call it, you know, by its generic medical thing, because either way you have to fight it. But I'm glad that everybody's on board now realizing that it was a, that it was a dangerous thing. Now, this crazy report from the what? The Department of Energy? No background in uh, in uh, virology or disease. They're counting rads. They're keeping track of nukes. I wish they would stay to that because this thing is, oh, it's a low probability. Now, buried in the report, it says that, that the, the virus was never altered uh, and never in, enhanced mm-hmm. by the, uh, you know, the, the thing that Rand Paul is always talking about, gain of function. And a funny thing about that, Joe, is that there's a, a report on Sky News where Trump was, is and uh, is is being interviewed by a re- reporter, and she asks him, 
why did he dismantle the pandemic response? And then, you know, so turned her back on the Wuhan lab and said, go ahead, do gain of function, do whatever you want. We have no, no objections. People for, for forget that he was kissing President Xi's butt, saying, oh, he's doing all he, he can. Um, you know, he's fighting the virus. He, he cares about this. Look, if it was a bioweapon, then it happened on Trump's watch. You know, so look, either way, we, we had to fight it, and we are, and the Chinese don't have our vaccines. And I'm sorry, Majid, if that really was the cause of, of, of how you feel. Now, I mean, that's what you say. That's, right. you know, how you feel. And, right. you know, uh, yeah. I, I'm not going to argue okay. against that. That's fair. But a lot of it, too, is coincidence. Right. And um, well, that's the know, thing. And it's it is it's, can be as you're getting older. I'm just saying, well, I guess. Yeah. Trouble sleeping and achy, achy joints and stuff. It is part of growing old. Thanks, John, for your call. And and, and I, it's true in this report. Uh, there was it also said that there wasn't uh, it wasn't suspected to have been a bioweapon, which has been uh, kind of at the at the root of a lot of this. And I, wherever it came from. It came, and we needed to deal with it. And I think, uh, obviously, we want to. The more we know, the better. And uh, it's not like we want to just, oh well, whatever, wherever it came from. We, if it came from a lab, we want to know and know how to make those labs safer and ensure that this doesn't happen anymore. Um, but um, we'll take a quick break. Be back with more. We want to hear from you. Whatever is on your mind, 360-676-5464. It's KGMI Connects back in two minutes. This is Steve Berger, lead counselor and director of Contact Counseling Recovery Services. Despite being a fourth-generation Whatcom County resident from a solid, established family, when I was struggling with alcohol and drug addiction, my family didn't know where to turn to help. By the grace of God and a recovery program, I was able to get sober and have devoted the last 34 years of my life helping others find recovery from addiction. If you or a family member is struggling with substance abuse, please contact us at 360-671-3277 or contactcounseling.com. When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dreams, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and a spacious suite, you become part of our community. At Spring Creek by Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 360-746-2432 and discover what it means to live life on your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com. Are you thinking about retirement and wondering if you can even afford to retire? Are you concerned with layoffs at your company and wondering how you would afford individual or COBRA insurance for your family if you should lose your group coverage? Do you know if you or your dependents qualify for tax credits through the Washington Health Plan Finder? Tune in this Saturday at noon to hear Marsha Neal, Senior Agent at Vibrant USA, explain how working with an independent broker can help put your mind at ease and give you the answers you need as you prepare for your future. Did you know you can call or go online for small business advice? SCORE, Mentors to America Small Business, is the best source of free and confidential small business advice to help you build your business from idea to startup to success. SCORE volunteer mentors work with you to help you start a small business or take your existing business to new heights. If you would like free face-to-face mentoring to answer your business questions, contact a local SCORE mentor by visiting SCORE.org and then set your location to Bellingham. It's that simple. That's SCORE.org. 
We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. And Jim in Bellingham joins us with his uh, today's Michael Parenti update. I'm, hi, Jim. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, I am saying that... Uh, this, this cat, uh, you're making him famous here on this program. Yes. Well, he's a great man, in my opinion. Uh, but I like everyone, I have phobias that I'm working on to get over. And one of his statements he said was kind of frightening. It was also kind of humorous, if you could actually, maybe it's black humor. Uh, but he quoted someone, it may have been a New Yorker uh, picture article or someone else, and he said, uh, someone said, uh, the end of times will bring us untold horrors, but the near end times will bring many financial opportunities. <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> Uh, I think we're just kind of sleepwalking through this global warming thing. I, I try to bring it up every time I can because there's really not much. Now, Biden's budget did call for $370, roughly, billion for uh, climate change. But um, I, I don't necessarily see all the relevant ad, uh, websites or television shows, but I know we have something called carbon capture, which uh, – would be a real boon to this whole situation if we could see, you know, but it's hard to keep track of who's doing it and how far they are. And so I'll try to look a little more thoroughly and see if I can find any evidence of it. But uh, there just doesn't seem to be that much of a concern except for groups like, no well, Noam Chomsky is. He's the one that's actually uh, saying things like Michael Perini too. And, uh, and he, he just said, you know, if, if we can't turn this around, there's a lot of problems headed our way. And yeah. he, he praised people like the Sunshine Movement and uh, Extinction Rebellion. Those are two groups that are uh, definitely trying to keep it going. The the you know the awareness and that type of thing. So, uh, all right. Well, anyway, I, I just thought I'd bring that up. Sure. Well, I think it's important to keep awareness uh, alive and going, and and keep our keeping our society moving in the right direction. It's not going to go fast, um, and there's not going to be an overnight fix to all this. It's it's probably going to take generations before there's really a marked um, effect on this. But we, I, I I agree with you that we need to we need to be starting on it and and moving. Well, in that I think direction. there needs to be a crash program and. Uh... Okay. Uh, one thing, was it not or was it uh, 80 degrees in Washington, D.C. just a few days ago? Did you hear that or am I just uh, dreaming that or something? Oh, I I don't know. But, I mean, those kinds of weather uh, phenomena happen, and um, that doesn't necessarily mean it's global warming, but at the same time no, it can be an effect. But, um, yeah, but uh, I, the ind- individual weather events can't really be hung on the the or to prove or disprove climate change or global warming whatever what have you but um but it's the overall the the incremental you know the trends that uh you know we can measure over you know decades yeah. and and centuries really but all right jim okay well thanks for having me you bet thanks for your call let's go to rich in ferndale hi rich how's it going joe doing well doing well well, let's get a little flakes of snow today and wintry again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you have some there in Ferndale, some snow? Yeah, a little bit. It didn't oh. stick to the ground. It's above freezing, but it, it snowed for an hour and a half or so, and now it stopped. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's talking about carbon capture. That's timber, woods, 
yeah. capture carbon. Those trees, and if you never burn it, if it never burns in a forest fire and you build things out of it, permanently sequestered carbon. Young forests take in more carbon than old forests. The growth rate on trees when they're young sucks up a lot more carbon than an old, rotten, sometimes dying forest. So sure. yeah. logging practices of 50 years ago would reduce wildfires, increase our lumber rather than buying from Canada, create jobs, pay taxes, and sequester carbon. So the answers to our problems, Joe, are in the past. We have created the problems today. Money doesn't fix it. Joe Biden putting billions and billions and probably trillions into climate change. It doesn't do nothing. It just enriches a few people. If you pay money to something, it doesn't fix it. You can't eat money. Money laying there in a little pile doesn't fix your broken car. Money is a tool. It still needs people to do things. So we have this idea, oh, they passed this thing, and now it's going to be all better because we're going to spend money, and it's just not the case. Well, that's true. Um, As far as spending money, I think as far as incentives to people to uh, heat their homes more efficiently or go about their daily lives more efficiently or for entities, for companies – to, uh, to become more efficient and and, uh, and less, less polluting. It, those, those types of investments make sense, I think. We are very wasteful people. You know, we buy yeah. too much stuff we don't need. We throw food away. Our homes are very efficient to the point where they're a health hazard. Some of the homes are so airtight that you get stagnant air and mold and respiratory problems. This wasn't a thing 40 and 50 years ago, but for to meet the energy code, you have to have a vacuum test on a new home. I want to say they draw one or two pounds of vacuum with a big fan in the door to pass so that you know it's airtight so that it uh, passes energy code. But that leads to, especially during COVID, people in the house all day, every day, or little apartments all day, they have kind of half-toxic air. So now they have circulating fans that go on timers because they've made the home so airtight. Now they've realized, oh, man, we need fresh air because this isn't good. So we, we fix one thing, we make another problem, and, you know, global warming. So the temperature has been risen by 1.3 degrees in the last 100 years on average, I think is what I heard recently, or something like that. It's like between 1 and 2 degrees. So uh, how Celsius, does that, I think. Yeah, but I yeah don't know. so what does that mean? That don't mean anything. That's anecdotal. If it's 1 degree difference from one year to the next, you would never even notice. Well, you know, so we might not notice, but the but the but the the planet does, and yeah, I mean glaciers are melting. It, I mean, Glacier National Park won't even 10, won't even have okay. any have any glaciers pretty soon. I mean, they 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 they've they've, they've, uh, they've melted at a at an alarming rate. I mean, uh, I there mean, are glaciers uh, that have been larger in years too, like Mount Baker with heavy heavy snow, and then the glacier is a little bigger for a couple of years, then it shrinks. And uh, it has been receding, but that's okay. It's been receding for thousands of years. We are still watching the recession of the Ice Age. It's just at higher altitudes and higher uh, latitudes, and it's it's going to. And it's been steadily melting for, what do they say, how many years ago is the Ice Age? Like 10,000 years ago or something? Why, why wouldn't it be logical to think that that's still going on normally as it would have with or without us? Okay. Well, I'm not— I mean, I'm we have not, all these I, assumptions. I—, I, I, I the climatologists are the ones who really have been studying this and and have seen the timeline and uh, and you can measure and they well they can measure how much you know uh, uh, how much carbon in and the atmosphere and they can math mathematically figure it out how much heat it will retain from from the sunlight that uh, hits Earth 
So it it's not just a guessing game. It's really and it's pretty much it's, it's a, a done, done deal stuff. that it's there's, happening. No, but. there are scientific principles, but depending on how they're applied and how they study it and how they set up their computer models, the results are very different. So it is not a done deal. Well, you know, to really say that is. we know it, Joe. Joe, it's not. We're, we've been here for 150 years it's like, doing science. It's kind of like it's kind of like ivermectin. You got a couple of guys over here saying, "Yeah, it's great," and then you got all these other people over here saying, "No, it doesn't really do anything," and you're that just fooling matter, yourself. Joe. It's the like Earth, it's a, a scientist said the Earth was flat one time. Do you remember that? What 1400? I don't know that the, the scientists said that. I sure I did. think the church said that, or in humans the, just assumed books. it because they didn't have any other reference. They didn't have a way to know that. We we learn things all the time, and the more we learn, the more we know how we were not correct on a lot of things. That is well, how it that, works. that's true. That happens. But all right, Rich. Anyway, we'll never believe anything. But, but oh, one more thing, Majid, sure. look up FLCC Alliance, and they will have uh, treatments for people who have been vaccinated, injured by vaccination. It's on their website. All right, FLCC Alliance. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Rich. We'll take a quick break. Be back with more. We got other folks on the line. We want to hear from you too. Three six zero six seven six five four six four. Back in two minutes. When you want a project done right, you do it yourself. When you can't do it yourself, you call Honkoop Gravel. The dedicated professionals in Honkoop have been serving the area since 1975. Since then, the company has expanded into a full-service civil contractor with state-of-the-art heavy equipment and GPS control capability. From drainage systems to large-scale site development, they'll do your custom projects too, turning your dream idea into a reality. If you need site work, you need the team at Honkoop Gravel in Linden or at honkoop.com. Staying connected with your community each Saturday at noon with KGMI's Community Connection as local business leaders share their expert advice. Sponsored by Dewey Griffin Subaru, Ferndale Downtown Association, Lydia Place, UA Local 26, and Lorraine's Window Coverings. Community Connection, Saturdays at noon on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dreams, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and a spacious suite, you become part of our community. At Spring Creek by Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 360-746-2432 and discover what it means to live life on your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. We're right back to the phones in just a sec. Uh, Rich was talking about uh, how much the earth has warmed. 1.8 degrees Fahrenheit since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. 1 degree centigrade. And um, Noah says uh, on climate.gov, Given the tremendous size and heat capacity of the global oceans, it takes a massive amount of heat energy to raise Earth's average yearly surface temperature, even a small amount. 
roughly 2 degree Fahrenheit increase in global average surface temperature that has occurred since the pre-industrial era. It seems small, but it means, seem, uh, means a significant increase in accumulated heat. Just there we go. But uh, we want to hear from you, whatever's on your mind. And uh, we go to Hank over in Squim. Hi, Hank. Hey, Joe. How are you today? Doing well. Good to hear from you. Yeah, you too. How was your weekend? It was good. It was good. Hey, I got a question that nobody ever seems to be able to answer is, what was the reasoning for our global warming like a million years ago and a half million years ago when the earth thawed and froze and like over where I moved from eastern Washington, the Missoula flood, a hundred and something thousand years ago, washed out that glacier, swept rocks all the way to Wenatchee, Washington and stuff like that. And there was no there was no industry back then to cause global warming. So I wanna know what caused the global warming before when up all over the world places have been frozen and thawed throughout the history of this earth. And I wanna know if anybody knows the reasoning of that, because a lot of the things we hear from these scientists and stuff, which, you know, I, I can understand mistakes, but like you hear people guesstimate how long it was when they found a fossil. And then they come back years later and say, no, we were wrong on how long that's been. So all this stuff, all this stuff that people say is true, then they turn around and say that it's not true or they correct themselves. And that happens with a lot of things, uh, drugs and prescriptions they say it's good for you and then five years the road they say it's bad and it can kill you so i just have never understood what the why these people don't realize that the earth does cycle i mean the earth has cycled ever since it's probably existed well it and certainly so does and i and i would suspect that climatologists people who study the climate of the earth take that i mean they're they're not operating without that in mind and without that understanding that there have been changes in the earth's climate that have been naturally cause i mean obviously the earth has evolved from a molten mass to what it is today what we're talking about is our effect as a species on on the environment that we've come to be very comfortable with and and be uh, acclimated to as far as so where we live and and growing food and being able to sustain ourselves and now our planet and what they're saying is that uh, our our way of life has really caused this change to start happening that could adversely affect how we live on the planet. The planet's going to keep going regardless. So we could all heal over today, all billions, you know, all billions of humans. We could, you know, like a zombie movie or whatever. And, uh, and the world would continue, obviously, it would probably be a very beautiful place if aliens came and found it and uh, say, Hey, wow, look at this paradise. But, but the fact is that, as far as we and how how we've come to um, exist on this planet, we're we're threatening that balance. I mean, we're we're a species, you know. In any any, and I'm just I guess I'm just trying to explain this. I'm not really a scientist or the person to ask that question of, but you know, I mean, we're we're we've we've overpopulated the planet, just like in any Don't ecosystem. By a, by a long shot. I mean, yeah. geez, a, look, look at my lifetime, 50 years, how much the population yeah. grown. I mean, that's... And, yeah, I don't know. I guess I just get a little bit perturbed at people that have to go to the extreme on everything, like yeah. get, get rid of all the gas vehicles and make all electric, and then we're going to have blackouts and brownouts, and everybody's got our power grid. I mean, just look at how much power you plug in your house now compared to in the 70s. Right. You had a few things, but, but now you're plugging iPhones, computers, automobiles, mm-hmm. yeah. and so... They, people, I think they need to be a little bit more 
moderate when they go into this stuff and okay. just kind of not don't pull the carpet out from underneath people so quick. You know, well, go into I, it and I did, the rest I, of the world's got to be involved in it too, though. Yep. I mean, the rest of the world's got to be included in that too. It can't be just like one country's going to save the world from being polluted. So it's going to take not just America and a couple other countries. It takes the whole world. You know, to to take care of that problem. Yeah, for sure. And I, yeah, it does, I, I, John. I it's, it's sad to say because I've been to a few third world countries, and they're running around in rigs that we were running around here in the '60s, and the exhaust is bad, carbureted motors, no catalytic converters, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh my god, this is like it was in the '70s in Washington. You know? Yeah. But yeah. but I wish yeah. the whole world would do that because we do contaminate. I mean, right? We do pollute. That's just the way it goes. But it should be a nice. If we can just all work together on it. All right, thanks, Hank. I mean, I, I, I agree with a lot of your thoughts, and we do. We can't just, like you say, pull the rug out from everybody. We need to. Uh, t- we need to work toward this goal, and not just uh, you know say, okay. But at this day, either we achieve our goals, or we go off a cliff. Let's go. Thanks, Hank. Let's go to Michelle in Bellingham. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Joe. Um, You know, I'm actually very happy that I waited longer than I ever have because it means you're attracting so many people, and that's just a wonderful thing to realize. Yeah. So uh, congratulations. Um, Before I talk about um, the coronavirus, which is why I called, I was very intrigued um, while I was waiting to hear you talking about crying. And um, it reminds me of um, when my mother was just stunned um, you know, they were married 46 years before he died, and my mother was just stunned to see him cry when he he was a Pearl Harbor Survivors Association president at one time mm-hmm. and was a guest speaker at an anniversary of the Arizona Memorial, and he burst into tears uh, during his speech, and it turned out, and he'd been a, a very accomplished public speaker, and it turned out that um, he had lived with survivor's guilt for 30 years, because when the Arizona uh, sank, all of his unit died, and he'd been transferred a few months earlier to a different ship because they needed a good young navigator. And um, he had lived with that guilt his entire life, burst into tears. He did gather himself and finished his speech, and they gave him a standing ovation, which my mom was very proud of. But she was just stuck because she'd never seen, they'd been married 26 years at that point, and she'd never seen him cry. Huh. And and nor did he ever cry again, she told me. So um, it was uh, pretty amazing, but I think that goes to show that even the most... Uh, Oh, what do they call it? Monly men? <laughs> monly men? You know, manly men? expression, man, yeah. men. Uh-huh. Manly men. I said monly because it's a joke on, on the way they say it. But, you know, that <laughs> oh. basically proves that anybody could cry. And I was astonished just to hear this story because here I am, you know, yeah. never seen Dad cry. Hey, the reason I, w- I wanted to talk about the coronavirus, uh, you know, I'm not saying that the commies uh, unleashed us on it on purpose. I, I really doubt if that's the case because... They had to know that it was going to affect their own country terribly, too, right. and, you know, given the situation. But I do believe that it did escape from a lab. I don't think that it came out of nature. I think it, it escaped from a lab. It was easily very similar to other weapons of war. I don't know why they were developing it. I don't know to what degree Fauci was involved. Um, I know that they're, um, you know, it was one of those things where— uh, the coronavirus, I'm sure, 
came out of a lab, and um, you know the um, you know the the Chinese may have been uh, you know trying to invent something on the sly, if if nothing else, to um, you know I firmly believe that we. I certainly hope I'm wrong. I really want to be wrong on this. But, you know, I consider the Chinese communist leaders, not the people, the leaders, the most evil people on the face of the earth. And that goes all the way back to Mao Zedong. And, you know, it it goes back to when they took over in 1949 after World War II. And, you know, they're just they're just evil, evil people. All communist uh, leaders are evil. And, um, you know, they, they want total control, and they don't believe in freedom, and, and it's just a terrible evil on the face of mankind. But anyway, okay. um, I think the coronavirus was um, intended to be, uh, let's just say, a potential weapon. And I do believe that it did escape from the Wuhan lab. I said that right from the very start, which was, I think, tomorrow is the third anniversary of the first first death in Washington State, which I believe is one of the first deaths in the country, uh, in Kirkland at that rest home from people who'd come back from Chinese right. New Year and spread it, spread it around Washington and Canada. And, you know, and Italy had the same problem. And, you know, it's been three years now. And I think it's important to re- – I think you're 100 percent correct. I love what you said. We have to find out why and how this thing happened. And the reason is it's crucial to do so to prevent this from ever happening again. Yeah. You know, okay. and I'll grant you, if something does ever come out of nature, I don't know what we can do about that, but except get a vaccine, hopefully. But anyway, Joe, thank okay. you uh, for a wonderful show. Well, thanks, and, uh, Michelle. I deeply appreciate what you've done today. Thank well, you. Bye-bye. Thanks for your call. All right. Let's go to Stephanie in Anacortes. Hi, Stephanie. Thanks for holding on. Hello. Hi, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, um, I was just calling. I think sometimes with the climate change, we forget about chemicals. We don't talk about, uh, the other caller mentioned pollution. And I hear a lot of times the left talking about getting rid of the oil and gas industry. What do you think they're going to use for lubricants for machinery? Are we going to go back to whale blubber? Or, you know, what's the progressive solution for lubricants which are made from oil and gas products? Well, and, and I have, you know, they say if everybody had an electric car, we're, there's not enough lithium in the entire world to do that. If you look at the World Economic Forum's plan for Build Back Better, they don't want everybody to have a car. So who's going to decide who gets to have a car and who doesn't? And why are we listening to people like Bill Gates, who has a 66,000-square-foot house, and he has a house at the Yellowstone Club? And, he, you know, how many houses does he have, right? Yeah. Or Obama, who has tells us the sea levels will rise, and he has, what, three waterfront houses, including the one that's right in the middle of a wetland, right? Okay. So and he just, so we, you have one group of people telling you one thing, right? And we're getting, we're all having to deal with less and less and less, but we don't see the people who created the problem, who own the chemical companies like DuPont Chemicals, which funded uh, the current president's start into politics, um, and we don't see those people who live at Yellowstone Club or in the San Juan Islands or Napa Valley or Vail or the other areas where the rich live, Jackson Hole, right, the Hamptons, Martha's Vineyard. They don't seem to reduce 
And uh, the other caller did mention we should well, you know, but, tread lightly I, on the I, earth. I understand what you're saying, and you're you're talking about very wealthy people and people who are celebrities or what have you. But when we're talking about, I mean, I would, I would expect that the average climate scientist probably doesn't have three homes, doesn't live on a, on on the shore. But they're being funded. Most of, a lot of this is being funded by either the UN. And have you heard of the UN's International Seabed Authority? Have you heard of them and deep sea mining? Uh, no. I've... It's right across the border. The company used to be called Deep Green, but now it's called the Metals Company. They're literally bulldozing the ocean floor, crushing up the seabed floor, to look for metals needed for this green revolution. If you go on but, the UN's okay, website, okay, hang I, on, it's hang gonna, on. Oh, no, I, I hear what you're profit. saying, Stephanie. But Member and... nations split the profits. How okay. many kids at Western would be okay with bulldozing the ocean floor? In order to get an electric car battery, well, I bet the not fact it can't be denied that however we produce energy is going to take a toll on the environment. However, we do anything. I mean, there there was a mine. I just saw a headline where the the U.S. has okayed a mine on the I think it was on the Oregon Nevada border uh, that had yes. been opposed by others by many people and. That's, I think but, the uranium mine. At, at a certain yeah, the uranium, point, yeah. now this was, I think, for heavy metals like you are okay. rare earths, lithium, and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And but these are going to have to happen. It can't be denied. You're well, you're absolutely for, right. Well, but and there's going to be a turn cost. everything electric, right? But if we don't have to have e-bike, but, e-scooters, e-iPads, e-books, if we could actually just read a book and okay. then. Well, we can't. Okay, it, I was going to say we can't have gas-powered iPads, we could, but we could pedal our bicycles <laughs> instead of an e-bike. Right? Yeah. We could actually have a kid on a skateboard using energy, so they're tired and sleep well and have okay. less behavior issues than on an e-skateboard. Well, right? I won't deny that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I have, other, I have to say, I have to admit, because I like to ride my bike, and I, I, I feel like a little bit irked when I see people flying by on their e-bikes. That I'm not, yeah. But I know well, I mean, what a nice bad mouth e-bikes. Can they, they can yeah, be the good. nice thing is you can get home, right? I mean, Up the hills, but, yeah. But we are using way more energy, right? If In our homes, people have, you know, we Xboxes are, and televisions. But you can't, of, I yeah. guess, you know, and you're, you're, I'm not denying anything that you're saying, but you have to admit, too, that the extraction of petroleum and the use of petroleum has been terribly polluting over the years, and it's really old school. I think it's probably a little school. less, yeah, but I bet it's less destructive than mining, including bulldozing the ocean floor. I guarantee you that's impacting okay. the right. whales and the orcas. And then your other yeah. comment was on ivermectin. I'd like to direct you and your readers okay. or listeners to ivmmeta.com. They can read the studies themselves, and the vast majority of them, and I have a friend who's an ER physician. She could have people admitted for COVID with low oxygen. Mm-hmm. And in two or three days, she could have them out. Whereas the I believe ivermectin. we probably look, okay. uh, I... and it was with zinc and other things, or hydrochloroquine. There was a combination that they would do. Many people were talking about it before the vaccines came out. But if you mm-hmm. allowed a cheap $5 product, which is a World Health Organization wonder drug for humans, then you wouldn't have been able to have this giant. It's a wonder drug because thing. for people who have a parasite, not for people who it have a respiratory virus. I, but okay, it, but I, it I'll, I'll leave it up. Because, okay, right. so like Viagra. Viagra was originally for high blood pressure. Right, I Gabapentin, know that. I know that. Yes, but it's used I, off label. Okay, and gabapentin was for seizures, and it's used off label for neurological. Why was this off label use freaked out? 
And the reason is because Because it live. doesn't work. <laughs> but yeah, I'll bet, no. well, okay, you've said your two cents, I've said mine, but... Well, uh, I, have right, a, like I have a friend of 30 years, and her patients okay. didn't die. So all right, well, her. that's good. You I'll, I'll say that that's a good... up the body. All, all right, and you Stephanie. you will find out you are wrong. Okay. You go on NIH, read the studies yourself, go on ivmedda.com, because the okay, one okay, study okay. was done completely wrong. All right, Stephanie. I'm not... All right, I got another caller on the line. I'm not... I would. All right, ivermectin, check it out. Take it if you want. I'm not going to. I'll get the vaccine. I'll get my next booster. Quick break, and we'll hear from Robert, and we'll have time to hear from you as well here on KGMI Connects. Are you thinking about retirement and wondering if you can even afford to retire? Are you concerned with layoffs at your company and wondering how you would afford individual or COBRA insurance for your family if you should lose your group coverage? Do you know if you or your dependents qualify for tax credits through the Washington Health Plan Finder? Tune in this Saturday at noon to hear Marcia Neal, Senior Agent at Vibrant USA, explain how working with an independent broker can help put your mind at ease and give you the answers you need as you prepare for your future. You're used to bundling up this time of year. But outside, not in your own home. Hi, Joe T. in here for my friends at West Mechanical, heating, air conditioning, and electric, your independent train dealer. You won't have to wear a bulky sweater inside with a new train heating system that's a perfect fit. Their pros analyze your home and give you an honest assessment of your best options. And West Mechanical has some great financing options for up to 72 months. Subject to credit approval, call for details. If your system is still working, regular service by the West Mechanical pros will keep it in top condition for its longest life possible. And it's not too late to schedule an appointment. They check and service mine each year, and I'm confident we'll be comfortable all season long. The train comfort specialists at West Mechanical are the best of the best, and they back up their work with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Get to know the great folks at West Mechanical today at westmechanical.net. That's westmechanical.net. And remember, it's hard to stop a train. Do you have friends who say, stop by any time, and you think they don't really mean that? Well, unlike those friends, Dewey Griffin Subaru's express service means it. They're open six days a week, including Saturdays. Stop by any time you need an oil change or any other minor maintenance, and they'll take care of you. No appointment necessary, and you'll get a free car wash with your service. Dewey Griffin Subaru, community-minded and community-driven, and the only certified Subaru tire and service center in the county, 1800 Iowa Street in Bellingham. Taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. And let's go to Robert in Bellingham. Hi, Robert. Hello. Um, to answer the question about what caused global warming oh, millions of years ago, there's several factors that are quite powerful, but, but I've heard that volcanism is one of them. Sometimes the volcanoes around that are on the earth. There's certain volcanoes that can spew out a great deal of carbon dioxide. And maybe the last time there was that much carbon dioxide pumped into the atmosphere could have been millions of years ago. Well, I think and that's what, yeah, like in the, the, the dinosaur era, or dinosaur age, wasn't most of the planet tropical? And uh, wasn't it because there was so much carbon dioxide in the in the atmosphere? I, something like yeah, that. I don't know if I have my ears have, correct or not, but... They had palm trees up at the North Pole. And see, the difference there 
And a lot of that had to do with volcanism and other factors. You know, when the asteroid hit, that wiped out the dinosaurs. But the thing is, we're talking about millions of millions of years, but human civilization has only been here for a few thousand years. And so, you know, we could go another several million years or a few thousand years more maybe if we don't screw it up with our own shooting ourselves in the foot with carbon dioxide of our own making. It's kind of like... Florida could be underwater, but I don't think you, it's been underwater before, but I don't think the condo owners down there would like it to be underwater within the next 50 years. There you go. Okay. Um, now, one thing I really, I'm a big fan of the bicycle myself. I do think electric cars are, are good and there is lithium sources, but yes, I believe in pedaling my bicycle myself because I get my own exercise. Okay. And then another thought I thought about was the, uh, uh, like the houses in the 70s, they had less electronic equipment, but they, they, the houses today use less energy sometimes because the modern, like I remember when televisions had vacuum tubes and heating wasn't very, you know, the biggest uh, energy user in the home is heating. Mm-hmm. And, you know, electric light bulbs, now we have LEDs and a lot of the modern computers actually use like Christmas tree lights are LED, and they use a lot less electricity than the old lights uh-huh. when they're incandescent. So, yeah, we do need to use less energy. And we can. I mean, <laughs> they, and that's what we need to work toward. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And, and new technology is sometimes better than old technology. Well, that's what I always say. Why are we, you know, clinging... <laughs> You know, to the to some of these technology, I mean, the incandescent light bulbs. I mean, that's uh, what a hundred over a hundred years old. I mean, why do we want? Why are we burning coal with? You know, I mean, that's like that's like uh, Ebenezer Scrooge kind of stuff. I, I I don't know. It just seems nuts. My my mom used to. My mom was saying, and thanks for your call, Robert. I I got other folks I want to squeeze in here, but my mom was telling me about when she was little and they. You know, burn coal. That's what they did to heat the home, heat her, you know, my grandparents' home. And she said her mom was always dusting. There was coal dust that would permeate the house. And uh, that, I don't think, I think it's good we moved away from that. But thanks for your call, Robert. I want to give Ann and Sumas a chance. Hi, Ann. Hi. Uh, who was the lady that just called? What was her name? F. Start with an F. Stephanie. Um, uh, you know what? I've never heard. Well, I don't listen that often. Oh, we need on. more Stephanies to okay. call. Joe, you're, you keep having the same people over and over every day, and it's a turnoff. It's an absolute turnoff. Okay, and now, will I you talk know. to your friends and get them to call? I mean, I'm happy to have anybody call if they regular callers, if they're, if they're you brand know what? new. Get, you know what? I your mean, listenership would double. Well, I can't make not. people call in. I mean, okay, the Stephanie that called. Now, there's a woman that had something to add to the party. She had sure. some facts, and I unfortunately, I only caught, called, caught bits and pieces of it. But, you know, people need to realize the scientists that give you all of these stats about this, this, the global warming, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You know what? They are getting grants. If you do not, just like in China, told the party line, you will lose your grants. And I heard on a national, I can't remember which one, they took 
Professor Moss from Seattle and two other professors. These are realists. These people use real facts. And everything, Joe, and wake up to this, it's control issues. This whole global warming is control. And but the other who wants thing to, is— Who wants to control us into being, you know— Joe, into, wake uh, up, wake up. And what, I want to tell you okay, something. All just right, keep all right. having— just keep having these boosters. Your health well, is going to, to come to a crashing halt if you keep oh, allowing boy. yourself to have these injections. You know, anybody uh, that gets them has health issues. Okay, Ann. Uh, well, I got... I'm sorry, I got Connie. I wanted to try and get somebody new on the air. Okay, go ahead, Connie. Yeah, I got a minute. Go ahead. Yes. Um, I'm calling. I agree with the two ladies that have come. I know people here in town that doctors put them on Ivervexin. And also Dr. Ben Carson talked about hydrochloroquine, that we should check into it because in Africa, Nigeria, where they get it for uh, for um, malaria, they were hard to get in it. And also, uh, I wish I had more time, but I would like to let your audience know that on Tucker tonight, uh, Kevin McCarthy gave them the 40 hours of video that we haven't seen on the January 6th. And I'm hoping, because I've read so much on that, that on the birth the death certificate for the woman that was shot is homicide. And the fellow that killed her was a black man. And I'm thinking if it would have been a white cop killing a black girl, that that, that Capitol building would have been burnt down. So the guy was put up for six months by the military in a, at an Air Force base with a dog. So they kept him away from everybody. He's never filled out anything. He said maybe he wrote something on his back. So I'm curious okay. what's going to come up, but I have so much other things that I'd talk, like to talk well, about that give I'll us, call back. All right, yeah, give us a ring tomorrow, and we'll uh, we'll have at it one time. and one, or Once again, I should say, here on KGMI Connects. Thanks to everybody who called. This is News Talk 96.5 and AM 790, KGMI Bellingham. KISM HD2 Bellingham from the West Mechanical Studio.